G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Because we don't look at Jesus as though he's a king. We can call him, you know, many different names. He's the son of God. He's the son of David. He's the Messiah. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the wonderful counsellor. We don't think of him as a king. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In our previous program, we learned about the word Christ and what it means. Most of us know that it means anointed, but we also discovered in our last program that in the overwhelming majority of places in the Old Covenant, the word is used in conjunction with the anointing of a king. So the word Christ also means king. Today we're going to explore this some more and find out what it means in relation to Jesus himself. Yeah, because the Old Covenant, in every part of the Old Covenant, every word in it is referring to Christ Mm. or Messiah, Jesus, who would be the Son of God who would come, the Redeemer. You know, we talk about how he's indescribable, and yet we've got all these words to describe Mm. him because there's so much to him. He's amazing. And we also mentioned in the last program, too, that from the time of the Babylonian exile, you had the northern kingdom of Israel that was pretty much destroyed by the Assyrians. And then the southern kingdom, Judah, went into exile. That was when Daniel was taken along with his friends. And then when they finally came back, they were never without another foreign um, rulership or dictator or regime as the occupying force over the nation of Israel. They didn't become a sovereign nation again until they were reborn in May 14, 1948. Mm. And uh, so we're still waiting for this Messiah, this king, a physical king to come. Now, if you read in Luke 1, 31 to 33, this was when Gabriel visited Miriam, uh, Mary or Miriam in the Hebrew, as she was called, and where she was um, going to be chosen to bear the Messiah, the Mashiach. And this is what Gabriel said to her. He said, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you shall name him Jesus, and he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Now, that was the promise of what Jesus would do. Mm. But the thing is, in his life on this earth, he actually never attained the throne because at that time, Judea, or the nation of Israel, was under the subjugation and rule of Rome. Mm. He never sat on a physical, political throne. So that has to be what a reference to history future. Mm. It's history. It just hasn't happened yet. We know it's going to happen. And so this is something that we're looking forward to. But the thing is, in our mind, particularly in the Western and a modern church, particularly in the modern church, is we don't look at Jesus as though he's a king. We can call him, you know, many different names. He's the son of God. He's the son of David. He's the Messiah. He's the Redeemer. He's the great and mighty, you know, God. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the wonderful counselor. But we don't think of him as a king mm. so much. And I think because during his earthly ministry, he was very accessible to the people. 
most human kings are not accessible mm. to the people. They're, they're not available to just interact with. You can't just sneak up behind them and touch the hem of his garment because you're sick or just, you know, sit around a well and have a chat like he did with the woman in Samaria mm. and, and places like that. Um, so we tend to think of him as very accessible, but we forget that he was really a king. Now, what is one of the things that happens when a king comes to power? What happens, for example, when when our, uh, we get a new prime minister? The heads of all other nations contact our prime minister mm. and say, congratulations, we yeah. want to, you know, have relationships. Sometimes they'll send a gift. That happened in ancient times. If a new king, a new sovereign came to power, somebody would send a delegation and they would provide gifts to say, we want to be friends with you. We want to be allies with you. Well, what happened when Jesus was born? They came with gifts. They came with gifts. And if you look at the history of the Magi, which we might one day, you look at the history of the Magi and you find out that they were in their culture, in that time and era, they were known as kingmakers. Mm. And they were an official delegation. You know, it was around about a thousand kilometers for them to travel. Why would mm. Persian kingmakers bother to travel two to three months over a thousand kilometers to give gifts to a Jewish baby if there was no connection to them? Yeah. Unless, of course, there was a Jewish connection because of Daniel mm. and the descendants of the Jews from the Babylonian captivity still living there. Mm. And Daniel was the head of the Magi. Yeah. So they, he did receive gifts. And then, of course, you look at this image of Jesus coming in, into the city on a donkey. Okay, Zechariah 9.9 9 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He's just and endowed with salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey, even a colt, the foal of a donkey. I just want to diverge for one second. See in there where it says he's endowed with salvation? Do you know what the name Yeshua means? It means salvation. Mm. If you look in the Hebrew, every time you look at the, word, the, the Hebrew word Yeshua in the Old Testament, it says salvation. This is before Jesus was born. Yeah. So the name Yeshua means salvation. So every time in the Hebrew they're talking about salvation, they say Yeshua's name. Anyway, I just wanted to just <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in because I think that's pretty cool. So when then we look at the fact that that was a historical act because in the old covenant when Solomon was anointed with the oil, first of all when a king was anointed in ancient Israel, they didn't wear a crown. A crown might have been used for ceremonial purposes afterwards, for official functions, but when they were anointed king at their coronation, it was anointing oil, holy oil mm. that was poured on them. So when he came into the city, this was the old the city, the city of David, not where the old city is today, a little bit down the hill. He came in and he was taken to the Gihon Spring with the high priest Zadok and Nathan the prophet. And I've been there actually, right where that, that happened, right by the Gihon Spring, and Solomon was led in on King David's mule. Mm. So he came into his coronation riding on a donkey. And then, of course, Jesus the Messiah comes into Jerusalem riding on a donkey. And what were the people singing? They were saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And that is taken from Psalm 118, which is a messianic psalm. They were, in fact, saying, our king is here. That's right. Yeah. He's arrived and he's riding on a donkey the way a king is supposed to. Mm. And, and then, you know, of course, 
of course, the um, uh, when the Pharisees had him brought before Pilate, what was the one thing they constantly harassing him about? Are you a king? Yeah. Are you really a king? And then Pilate says to him, so tell me, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, it is as you say. Yeah. He's a real king. And we could we could go on. There's a lot of scriptures and, and there's a lot more notes and, and whatnot that's available that uh, that'll be available on the website. Um, there's so much in this. We we kind of have to get our head around the fact that he's a king, and he must be treated as such. Now, for example, like we we tend again we tend to humanize him a lot, and he is. Let's just face it. He is a human mm. king, fully human, but he's also fully God. He's fully divine, and and I I, lo- I look at it this way. Let's just say you and I. We get an audience to meet Queen Elizabeth II. Now, first of all, we have to dress appropriately. Second of all, we have to be interviewed and told about protocol, about what we are and aren't allowed to do, that we're not allowed to touch her, we're not allowed to speak to her until she speaks to us first. You know, there's all these protocols in place. And then you have to stand in line and wait for her to make away the long the line until she finally gets to you. And, of course, you'd be excited and shaking in your boots <laughs> that you're meeting Queen Elizabeth II. And then you get your couple of seconds of fame and then she moves on and this is a really, really, really massive deal. Mm. You, you don't approach Queen Elizabeth II as if she's your coffee buddy. Mm. Or you're just going to go and chill and hang out. We've kind of humanized Jesus, I think, a bit too much. He is approachable. He always was. Yeah. He looked upon the masses with compassion. Absolutely. He made himself available. But he's a king. He's royalty. He's regal. He's a sovereign. He's our monarch. Mm. And therefore, we have to treat him with deference and respect to revere him and honor him. We learned about that in Shema, you know, about how we to have this deference and respect for God. Well, he is God. Mm. So it's, it's fascinating. And there's so many scriptures on this. And it does take a little bit of an adjustment to change the way you think from him being our bud to our monarch, to our mm. sovereign. Well, there are lots of great notes that you can read about this. You can see all the different scriptures and explore it further on the notes which are online at vision.org.au slash foundations. But in our next program, we're going to take a look at knowing our King and approaching our King. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.